Uh, we are building an operating system for Africa's uh, booming CPG supply chain. Um, you know, some of the problems that we faced are just a lack of visibility and access to financial services. Um, uh, we, we, we essentially find value in the data that we've built um, uh, through technology, proprietary technology that we've created in order to um, um, offer services like access to credit. Hey guys, what's up? This is Mac from Founder Africa, and today we're talking to Calvin Usiri of Romani. So, Romani is a Tanzanian startup founded in 2020 that's building financial infrastructure for Africa's supply chains and has now joined Y Combinator. That's the world's top startup accelerator. So, let's jump right into the conversation. So could you just um, start us off with explaining what Romani is and like what you guys do or like the problems that you're solving in Tanzania? Yeah, um, I think, uh, you know, I can do a quick introduction. Um, um, I'm Calvin, I'm the CTO and co-founder of Romani. Uh, we are building an operating system for Africa's uh, booming CPG supply chain. Um, you know, some of the problems that we faced are just a lack of visibility and access to financial services. Um, uh, we, we, we essentially find value in the data that we've built um, uh, through technology, proprietary technology that we've created in order to um, um, offer services like access to credit. Um, so that's essentially what we do uh, here at Romani as a nutshell. Um, um, Romani in itself has kind of seen multiple different versions um, over the years, over the two and a half years, almost three years that we've been in operation. Um, um, I had I had dabbled within the startup world before Romani, just trying to find different ways um, to build infrastructure for Africa. That's kind of always been the uh, the mission for myself and my brother. We kind of started Romani together, like co-founders. Um, you know, and it started off as a crypto uh, uh, um, startup that we tried um, uh, mainly in, in Zimbabwe. Yeah. So so um, yeah. Just previous startups that I've tried to build um, failed, but we always had this idea of or this hope to build Af um, infrastructure for Africa's supply chain. Why specifically the supply chain? Well, we have family that operate and work in the supply chain. Um, uh, my dad and my aunt, um, my aunt worked for Coca-Cola, so we just had a lot of uh, resources and and um, um, individuals that could advise us within that space. It was a very big space. So we decided to try and disrupt that with technology. And um, our first iteration uh, back in 2019 was an application that connected um, uh, basically small stores, uh, retailers with, with wholesalers or their suppliers. And we were the logistics layer. Um, you know, that obviously went okay, uh, but we there were a lot of um, negatives that came with that business, a lot of learnings that we had to painfully um, endure. Uh, and we ended up pivoting uh, to essentially becoming tech-enabled distributors. Um, so uh, it was still within the logistics space, uh, essentially trying to serve the underserved using technology. Um, and at the time, we were building um, native Android apps um, along with, with 
um, this different clustering algorithms that allowed us to uh, deliver uh, uh, inventory to small stores, the underserved, in two hours or less. Um, so we did that, and uh, that's when we uh, submitted our application to YC, uh, to Y Combinator, uh, and, and uh, we got in with that application. Um, and, you know, the first thing that uh, we learned <laughs> on day one, uh, we walked up to Michael Siegel, first conversation with Michael, um, and, you know, we told him about our business, and uh, the first thing that he says is, okay, uh, is there a way to do this without logistics? And we're like, uh, but logistics is our entire business, right? That's, that's, that's what we do, tech-enabled distributors, we, dis we distribute inventory uh, to small stores. Um, so, you know, from, you know, that week, actually, my co-founder, our, our CEO, Ian, uh, left. Uh, we, were, we were in uh, Mountain View, and uh, he left um, uh, to go back to Africa to basically figure out, okay, do Michael said we, we shouldn't do logistics, like, how are we going to build this business? <laughs> um, um, you know, basically pivot and, and, and start from scratch. So um, he went back to be with our customers, to be in the market to learn from the environment. I stayed um, uh, in California uh, and I went through um, a part of the um, um, uh, program until essentially the pandemic kind of hit. Uh, I think it was February is when I decided to fly back uh, to Tanzania. So we're tech enabled distributors for, for a bit uh, until you know, we kind of realized, you know what, I think Michael had a point um, and we had uh, really great YC advisors as well that were kind of pushing us to a more pure software play because that's just where the highest margins actually are. And that's where, uh, if you look at uh, the common characteristics of, of, of monopolies these days, it starts off with uh, proprietary technology, right? So we're like, okay, well, how do we do this thing within the supply chain, um, you know, an area that we know very well, but um, focus solely on software? delivering a SaaS product, but also finding ways to capture value uh, on top of the uh, infrastructure that we've built, the digital infrastructure that we've built. So that's where the kind of term operating system uh, uh, came from. Yep. And that's where we're right now. Yep. So a lot of learnings, a lot of, you know, being sensitive to the market, a lot of, you know, being able to make decisions. Um, you know, you don't really know where those decisions will take you, but you know, you're, you're fairly confident that, okay, this is not where my heart is. And I think we should pivot to this and just executing in those decisions. Yep. So along this journey with Romani, are there any lessons that you've learned or things you wish you knew you, things you wish you knew in advance, things you wish you'd done differently? Like, do you have any of those experiences? Yeah, that's a that's a very good question, um, and um, I think I think the first thing that I would like to to say is I think it's very important for um, founders to embrace breaking points. You know, I'm I've, I'm asked a lot uh, as a technical founder. You know, you, you went down this journey, things broke. What would you do differently? And I usually take a, a second to think, and and um, you know, I respond. Actually, I wouldn't really do much differently because. Some of those learnings we just had to go through. We had to go through those phases, break things, and then you know build things that are better, right? And that's the only way that you would know that things are broken is by actually going through those phases, 
right? Um, it's the whole idea of like sacrificial architecture, building things that you don't really get a, a, attached much to. Um, so you can iterate quickly, fail fast, so you can learn fast. Um, so the first thing is, you know, embrace breaking points. Um, I think it's, it's uh, a super important. Yeah, the second lesson that I would, I would I kind of share, things that I wish people told me um, as we're building Romani is um, you have to be very, very close to your users. Um, as the technical founder, I, I stuck basically in my chair in front of my computer building essentially what my co-founder said, hey, look, this is the next thing that we need to build for customers. This is the feedback that we're getting. And I never actually asked questions around that. I never asked what kind of questions were asked. I never went and got direct feedback from customers, customers myself, which kind of robbed um, our team, our company of, I think, valuable insights of things that I could have um, 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 gotten from conversations that I have with customers, but also my own learnings uh, within the within within the market. So the one thing that I would say, uh, it, you know, regardless of whether you're business focused, business facing, customer facing, or tech, if you're the tech founder, you know it's very very important that you participate uh, in those feedback sessions with customers. You have to be very very um, close with your users because essentially that will dictate whether you're doing something right or wrong. Right. Um, and that's just the one thing that I wish someone told me and, and I wish that I did more of. How do you or how did you guys evaluate your idea or how did you guys know that, you know, this was an idea worth pursuing, you know, for someone that's listening and has an idea for a startup? How like what criteria would you kind of have them go through to kind of like evaluate whether this is something worth pursuing? How do I? Okay. Um, I think that's also a very difficult question. Um, to be honest, uh, some of the things that I, that we look at um, are, um, I would say total addressable market, the market size, you know, be it retail, um, it could be anything, it could, you know, it could be real estate. Um, um, you know, it, it has to be a big market. Um, and it has to be something that you are very familiar with or something that you know fairly well. Um, and you just have to iterate from there. If it's, if it tends to be difficult, then you might be doing something right. Um, if it tends to be very, very difficult, but people are willing to pay for it, you know, you might be doing something right, but it's, it's, um, it's fairly difficult uh, to know whether or not you're pursuing an idea that's worth pursuing. Uh, the one thing that I focus on is the, um, um, the dopamine that the rush, right? If I, if I get good dopamine, if I get happy, if I'm happy with the things that I'm doing and the things that I'm pursuing, um, and it just so happens to be a business, then that then I know that, okay, this is the idea that I want to pursue. This is something that I'm interested in. Um, I can put my passions into this and there's good urgency in what we're building. Um, you know, just take that and, and plug it into a big market. Uh, and I think you might, you might have something. It's just very difficult to give um, a, a standard framework to having a good idea um, and yeah, it's, it's very difficult to, to do that. You'd have to be a serial entrepreneur, um, to, to do that. Um, yeah, that's, 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 that's all I can say about that. Yeah. Where do you see Romani in the next, you know, five to 10 years or what's, what's the next vision or where do you see Romani going? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a that's a very good question. Um, I think it's very important to make sure that we build out um, our network, which is where our value actually is. You know, um, currently we're just in uh, Tanzania, and we want to make sure that we capture Tanzania. So we're we're going at our own pace, but moving you know throughout East Africa, Kenya, Uganda, etc., and adding more nodes to our network. I think would be uh, a step in the in the right direction for Amani. Uh, after we've built out that value, we've created value. It would be finding ways to capture that value um, through other services. So it could be financial services, it could be insurance payments, uh, whatever it may be. But the idea is build out that network, create value first. Once we've created value, um, we capture that value uh, through different services on top. So that's that's kind of you know the the vision uh, of where we're going. So there you have it, how two brothers never gave up and kept iterating until they found a problem people needed a solution for. Today they're building infrastructure for Tanzania's supply chain and have even participated in the world's top accelerator. You guys are truly founders and difference makers. Thank you everyone for tuning in and hope I catch you in the next one.